I'm looking outside the window at the neighbor watering her garden with the hose and crying. Heaving shoulders and frequent wipes under the nose indicate a large loss, disappointment, or betrayal. I don't know Linda Stuckey very well, just that she's an office manager at a doctor's office. She has two grown kids, not old enough to make her a grandmother yet, but they come to see her regularly. That's what I know, anyway, from the welcome wagon introductions and observing the comings and goings of the neighborhood. We arrived last month. I've seen her watching our kids in the front yard, smiling, waving to us as we sit in our lawn chairs under the beach umbrella planted upright into our brown lawn. Water shortage, after all. The fact that she is watering her garden is an act of near treason. Some people have not been able to adjust to the now year-long regulations. Would they cart her away for such an offense? The way she is in this moment, making the hose waggle with her sobs, maybe she wouldn't care. If we had known her last year, her obvious enjoyment of children and friendliness would have had me over at her place in a shot, ingratiating myself and grooming her for future babysitting requests. At this point, Bill and I haven't talked about going out in months. Who wants to spend money receiving the second degree, handing over ID cards, and getting frisked? The local restaurants are up in arms. Even delivery is tough, what with the checkpoint lines and searches. Food always arrives ice cold. Bill says that by not going out, we are showing them that they've won. They've cowed us into submission. If anything, he says, we should go out, show them we have nothing to hide. That's because we do have something to hide. Not as much as some, but still. But we made it through 600 miles and multiple hours-long checkpoints without getting detained. It made a two-day trip into a five-day ordeal, grueling when you have toddlers in tow. Not to mention expensive. All those hotel and food bills. Can't complain. Our family was free and easy up front, not like the two people hidden in the back of our U-Haul. Whenever we got stopped, Samantha would lay down flat in the hollowed-out sofa. Stan would put the cushions back on top of her, then place two hardly-filled moving boxes on top of that. For himself, he had created an ingenious fake appliance box. He had bought a fridge and cut only the bottom off and managed to slide it up and over intact. So now it looked like we had a brand new fridge, sitting on a pallet for authenticity. Even had one compliance officer tell me he had the same model at home. Samantha came up with the ingenious litter box idea. The fridge box also served as a latrine, so under the cardboard they both squatted over the box, covered the waste with clumping litter to hide the smell, then scooped the waste into old fast food bags that we would then throw out after eating. You see, we had our two armchairs strategically placed by the opening of the truck, and we'd sit in them with our fast food, our pickings from the cooler. And when we were done, throw away our trash and theirs, leaving behind whatever food we had for them. Stan and Samantha would go into their hiding places every time we stopped, so even the kids didn't know they were there. We couldn't risk them knowing we were smuggling rebels. The rebels are in our basement now, waiting for their next assignment, which is the next big one, the one that will make all the difference. Linda's done watering and crying, and is wrapping up her hose. I hope none of the neighbors will call it in, though a compliance patrol car could pass by at any time and see her lovely garden and take her away. Her husband's blue sedan is not there this morning, which is unusual because he works from home. If his car is not there tomorrow, then that is a bad sign. Maybe they got caught watering, or maybe it's worse than that. 
I'm ready to take the kids to daycare, which is thankfully close by and there are no checkpoints. But Bill is thundering up the basement stairs and at the same moment, I feel a rumble and a shake. So for a second, I think it's because of Bill. They're gone. Sam and Stan. I think this is it. I look across the street at Linda, who is retreating back into what must be a very lonely house. She paused at the loud booming noise that followed the rumble and shake. Why couldn't the rebels have attacked yesterday? Perhaps her husband's blue sedan would still be in the driveway.